0: Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry. In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main fuel dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery's Garage.ie.
1: Now, just a, a heads up that the subject we're going to. Uh, uh, discuss right now. It could be distressing for some of our listeners out there, so just to give you a, a heads up where that is, con- is concerned. One man has bravely come forward detailing the abuse that he suffered while a student at Rockwell College. Amy Malloy from The Independent brought us the story on Saturday of Derek McCarthy. A man who was so affected by what happened to him in Rockwell that he escaped to the United States. His story is the latest in a litany of abuse stories from Spirit and Schools. I'm delighted to say that Derek joins us right now live from the United States. Derek, good morning to you. Good morning, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed, and thank you so much for making time for us this morning. I know it's very early indeed where you are. Could you tell me, just to begin, Derek, what inspired you to finally tell your story after many years?
0: Um, Fran, I was, I, you know, before the pandemic, I, I, I would go home at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. 2017, I was home at least three times. And in 2018... Um, I was in uh, Kilkenny. My wife is an American. Uh, She wasn't my wife at the time, but she had come to Ireland with me a few times. And we were down with friends in Kilkenny, uh, another couple. And kind of, you know, we wanted to give each other a break. So I said, come on, I'll take her down to just myself, and my wife. I'll take her down to the Rock of Cashel. And we were knocking around Cashel. And I said, you know what? I want to show you where I went to school. There was nothing... Uh, planned it was just it was it was a whim, so we had a rental car and I drove down and uh, just exactly what 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 what, what uh, my article says we went through the gates and then it just everything just came back to me i just I, I had no control wherever I went I could just describe and remember everything that happened to me and um my wife Mel, she she just witnessed everything she she it's a shame she didn't have a video camera that day because everything just came back out I just relived the entire nightmare uh over again that day um I am a licensed uh football slash soccer coach in in the states um I was talking to one of my uh players parents I knew he was an attorney and he told me um that uh, He does this for a living. He is um, he's a big advocate for child sexual abuse in the United States. And he knew, just a two-minute conversation, he knew. And he then in turn put me in touch with uh, uh, a group in, in, in the United Kingdom and in Ireland. And that was about, yeah, close to four years ago that uh, I started this journey.
1: Can I take you back to the can I take you back to the very beginning uh, Derek you were i suppose destined in a lot of ways to go to Rockwell College because it was a tradition within your family wasn't it
0: It was yeah my grandfather my father all my brothers I do believe my uncle was there first then too, but it was just it was something that I knew from probably the time I was you know as far back as I can remember probably 6 7 I knew I was going to Rockwell. It was just, it was something that, yeah, I was destined to go to Rockwell. And in
1: 1976, that phone call came to say that you were being accepted into Rockwell College. Initially, when you got there, were you happy?
0: I was, yeah. Um, I was—I did well in, in, in studies. Uh, you know, for an 11-year-old boy, I was studying Latin, French, Spanish, mm. I was very good at languages. Um, i have been to the Soviet Union in, in 79 with the school. Um, I went on a trip to Italy. Um, I was in the choir. Uh, I was a solo singer. I, I, I performed at the Kork Choral Festival um, and I sang solo with the entire student body many times. Uh, musically I was I was definitely up and coming uh in Rockwell. I was I was doing very, very well. My my, my grades, my, my my test results, all that stuff. I was I was yeah, I'd say my dad was definitely getting his money's worth.
1: Tell me what happened then that things began to to, to change.
0: Um one night um during study, study hall I was called have, you know back then we had prefects yes. they were usually senior you know if I was second year one of my prefects would have been fifth year or sixth uh, year he, he approached me during study hall one night and he asked me to go outside one of the priests wanted to see me and uh, that's when that's the very very first um, recollection of, of uh, child sexual abuse that happened in my life
1: and tell me the effect of that on you at that young age, Derek, was what?
0: Uh, Horrific. Um, You know, you can probably just tell by my voice right now, you know. As a parent, I I, I truly couldn't imagine uh, the feelings if if, if my my father had found out back then, you know, the way I am. I'm, I'm a parent um you know stepping out of the box and looking inside for me it 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 it, it was it was a, a, an action emotion that uh completely changed my life for the rest of my life after that it, it, i look back at it now and yes i can talk about it but deep deep inside of me you know it wants to still be buried but you know after 40-plus years, I'm 58, you know, we're talking 47, 47 years, I've walked around with this in my in my back pocket, so to speak, and it's been trying to get out and out and out. And I've talked about it many times throughout my life, but just give it little glimpses, little bits, and then bury it again. And I think it was destined to come out because that trip back to Rockwell Um it was coming out, and it was never going back in. It was definitely coming out it it had to come out and you know you go through life with this type of stuff you you do bury it and it goes it goes so deep. I remember when I first started this journey, I'd wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning and and like, Oh my God, this happened, and this happened and this happened and then and then you just remember and other stuff comes out because when you're in this type of situation and you bury it so deep you convince yourself that it didn't happen so then you can survive, I mean it was a part of the survival mode I would say, at least it worked for me you know, leaving Ireland and burying it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me but again like everything else, the truth comes out and and it did come out and I'm sitting here talking to you this morning having a cup of coffee and I'm I'm proud and I'm glad it came out Um, I, I probably think now I'm the strongest I've ever been in my
1: life, friend. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. There was three priests and, and one, one lay person. Uh, one priest you thought was a, a friendly sort of a guy, and you, so much so that you trusted him, you went to him, but he ended up being an abuser as well, Derek.
0: A hundred percent, yes. Um, yeah, I remember distinctly the night that I went and talked to him about this, and he kind of brought me under his wing, but... um. You know, when you're so young and you're so desperate to trust somebody, it was it was a thing that I wasn't telling my parents. I just don't know why. You know, eventually I did, but you know, in that type of situation, you're so young, you're so gullible, and you know, you're begging for somebody's kind of trust, somebody to to just make all of this stop. And then, of course, you know, they turn around and, and do the same thing that the that the prior person did, and. You know, you're kind of getting, look, I'm going to tell you this, friend. I do believe it was a ring. I do believe that everybody at Rockwell, as regards the, the, the faculty and and the priests, they knew about this. They 100% knew about this. Um, I was I... talking to somebody yesterday. I was talking to somebody, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No,
1: there, no, no problem. You, you were talking to somebody, Derek? Yeah.
0: I was talking to somebody from Sardinia. My phone is actually, since this, um, since this article came out, my phone has been nonstop. I got a call from a former student, a lovely, lovely human being, called me yesterday from Sardinia and definitely knew. He's actually offered his support in this case. I won't mention his name for his mm-hmm. privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked to him for about an hour and a half yesterday via the, you know WhatsApp video call. And his memory and his recollection of, of times, actions, dates, names, places was just incredible. He brought so much back to me yesterday. That, that, uh, two hour call or an hour and a half call from Sardinia. He's an Irish lad, went to Roca. Um, just unbelievable. Uh, and I do believe this, this man, uh, will definitely help me. Because he, he knows he knows dates, times, places. I, I couldn't believe it yesterday. Just out of the blue, I got a, um, an email. He contacted The Independent and they put him in touch with me um, within 15 minutes of receiving that email. We were talking for
1: an hour and a half yesterday. One of the many. Everybody knew. Of, Everybody knew. One of the many aspects of your story that I found heartbreaking has to be the fact that the story got out among the students and then you were victimised by some of your fellow students as well.
0: Yes. And that, that still haunts me today. That's, that's an area that I'm just starting to deal with now. You know, after the, after the, the flames, I guess, you know, and things start to... Simmer down a bit, yeah, it, that was a horrific, that was a scary, if not more scarier, to be honest with you. You know, I dreaded going back because I never had a minute's peace. so that, that can be very traumatic also. You know, you're getting bullied, you're getting beat up, you're getting name-called. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, God help those people if they're sitting here or they've read my article, you know, because I've often thought about them and I'm not, uh, you know... Uh, there's, there's, there, I am a human being that would never do that to anybody. And I, yes, I understand that we were all young in school, but it surely has to haunt them because they were brutal. I mean, you talk about brutality when the entire school—and I'm not saying the entire school—but I would say eighty percent, at least, at least eighty percent of the students that were in my year were bullies. And when you talk about bullying and hazing, you know, it's one to be, to be getting sexually abused by by priests, but then you turn the coin over and then there's your fellow students and schoolmates bullying you and hazing you. And of course, yes, they were young. They didn't understand what was going on. They heard rumors, that's all they heard, but they ran with it. And there's there's, there's a couple of them that I have thought about, especially since this story came out. And I've said to myself, I wonder how they're feeling thinking about or reading the, about this article. Because there are a few of them that were definitely ringleaders and enjoyed the fact that I was going through this stuff and just didn't care, just bullied every day for, for two, three years. Because it I took know. a while for me to get the the the, the, the 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 gumption to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to leave here at eight o'clock tonight and I'm never coming back. And that's exactly what
1: happened. And you you attempted to take your own life uh, at times as well Tarek uh,
0: yeah there was, there was there was a couple of bits and pieces and a couple of times I did that I, I, I and most people I'm, I'm from a, I'm from Dublin and people will remember a couple of times yeah I wasn't going back I didn't want to go back so I did I did what I had to do to make sure I didn't go back but unfortunately it never worked out and I'm glad it didn't work out because France that's not the answer right the, the, the answer is to take this stuff kind of head-on and confront these people and do exactly what I'm doing today so so thoughts of that kind of have left my body and left my and I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that I'm sitting here talking to you today about this
1: when eventually you told the story to to your dad and uh, to your family what what was their reaction because I mean this this school to them was a a, a vital impact. Important part of family history, and it was so important that you would be part of that history. How, how did they take that, Derek?
0: Oh, my dad was heartbroken. Was he? My, my dad was just heartbroken. I know he was. He, he's gone now. He passed away in 2017. It was one of those things where, when I did talk about it with, with my dad initially, you know, his initial reaction was to go get the brothers out, right? But shortly after that I went to school in Dublin and shortly after that I was blessed and, and <laughs> it's 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 pretty ironic. I was born in Chicago, but I was raised in Dublin. I only lived in Chicago for a month. So I lived my entire time in Ireland as a United States citizen. I never had an Irish passport. I didn't get an Irish passport till uh twenty thirteen, believe it or not. Um when I was doing my leave and I had made a decision that I was out, I just I couldn't do it. I, I feared people were starting to talk about it even after I got out of Rockwell. There was a couple of lads um, and they, they were not abusive around There was a couple of lads that, uh, look, I was raised in Clendalk and there was a couple of lads that went to Rockwell out of Clendalk and uh, it was starting to rumor <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'm not having any of this, I'm out of here. So I joined the United States Air Force halfway through my leave and I went to England, joined the, joined the US Air Force. I, I went in under a program called the DEP, the Delayed Enlistment Program. So I was in. I didn't care after that. I knew as soon as the pen was put down at my last test during my leave and I was out, and it was one of those things where when I went in to do my leave, and I just signed my name and walked out 10 minutes later. Didn't care. My goal was to get out of Ireland. So that's exactly what happened. Um, I ended up in Texas for basic training, and I, I ended up serving in the United States Air Force and went on with my life and yes, I would talk about it. There's, there's there's, there's a lot of people that I talked about it over the years, you know, just people that I confided in and trusted over here and in Ireland. I'm very grateful for, for the, the friends and the support that I've always had in Ireland over this. Um, there's just a tremendous... Out- I'm just extremely lucky to have these people in my life that have known about this for 20, 30 years, and then there's people in the States that have known about this for 20, 30 years, select people that I trusted, that it would come out. And it just went on about my life. But then, you know, the the, the interaction with one of the parents from my football team and the trip back to Ireland, just, it changed everything. And then people started to encourage me, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, uh, started to encourage me, and it it, 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 I was like, okay, I need to take this by the horns and, uh, you know, put this bull to the ground and come out and face this. And then I was home. Uh, I was home last year, last January, and that's when I decided to uh, press criminal charges and uh, make a formal complaint with. With my legal team, and then obviously last week I was home, and that, that piece that was uh, that was shot in St Stephen's Green that was just done last week. And you know I'm a changed I'm a changed human being now, and I'm, 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 I'm delighted and I'm grateful for, for people like yourself, for Amy Malloy, for my legal team, for for the Garda who you're both in Tipperary and in Dublin who've been very kind and very respectful to me for the last two years. Um, I'm a changed human being. I'm a free human being. I feel this weight off my shoulders because I have come out and done this. And it's not only for me, Fran. It's for, I know there are hundreds of victims, and I know there are victims that I went to school with. And uh, they're listening to this and reading my article, and I hope they find the same strength and the, the same courage that I did. But it's, it's, I can't take the props of this. It's, it's the support system that I've had through my life, both in Ireland and both here in the States, that have finally given me the courage to do this. They have pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to do this. And I would say to anybody else who knows anybody else who went through this to keep pushing these people that they come out, because this is a, a, a terrible for, thing for any young kid to go through. And it's, it's different now because I'm outside of the box looking in. But there are other victims are, that are in this box and, and they need to come out because their stories need to be told um, what these people did to, to young boys and to young girls throughout the country. And there's more and more stories coming out mm-hmm. this week. I came out, you know, Black Rock came out, we can talk about this forever, uh, but this needs to come out, and, and 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 their
1: stories need to be told. Many Tipperary uh, lads went to Rockwell in around that time as well. So quite possibly, Derek, there's people listening to us this morning that that may have been part of that bullying of you as well. What what would you say to them at this point?
0: <laughs> um. I would say I forgive them, number one, because that's what, what humans do. You know, you, you forgive. It's it, it's very hard to forget that. It's extremely hard to forget that for me. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be standing in front of them. And, and it's best that I'm not standing in front of them because I've carried this with me for a long time. And there's anger. And there's, there's just disgust. Um, but as I said, life goes on. You learn to kind of deal with it, forgive the best way I can, and the best way I can to forgive them is to say, look, I forgive you. But if it was done to you, and you're sitting there, and you're scared in a room, and you're listening to this, come out. Come out, tell your story. Because, you know, you never know. They could have been taking their anger out on me because it was happening to them at the same time. I don't know. But that's just possible. theory. (laughs) The, you,
1: your story I mean I find it tragic and amazing and just amazing that you can speak about it I'm from Cashel originally uh, Derek and I went to CBS in Cashel but we always looked at Rockwell as a paragon of virtue a place where you know there was a higher level of education there was a better education maybe and there was all sorts of extra um, uh, you know like music and, and sport and all of that available to people out there and the rugby and all of that but you're, you're telling yeah. me that for, for a lot of people, it was hell. Oh, it was. It
0: was, talking to that gentleman yesterday, that, that very good, he's now my friend, he's definitely my friend for life, from Sardinia. We talked about this in length, you know, how we had opportunities to horse riding. There was the balloon club, there was music. Yeah. I mean, I'm a musician, and I learned, this is where I learned music. I did music appreciation classes and the, and the choir and it was a basis for me to uh, to continue with music right till this day, you know, to record and, and play with bands mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff over here all my life in, in the States. Um, it, was, it was funny when your producer called me yesterday. She's like, have you ever been on the radio? <laughs> yes, I've been on the radio many times, both with my music and live performances. Uh, and I'm grateful that I've, I've learned this type of stuff uh, because of the higher education that I had in Ireland. That's a positive thing on it. But but when, when you look through my life and, and, and my years in Rockwell, you know, yes, I went to Rockwell College. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, <laughs> you know, yes, hell, I would say it was hell. Definitely for me and, and definitely for a lot of students, Rockwell was hell.
1: Can I ask you about... You know, they, they took the power go ahead go ahead can i ask you about faith sorry there's a slight delay a delay on the line. can i ask you about yep. faith Derek, um in 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 relation to what you've gone through and stuff do, how how are you about your faith
0: uh i'm the type of guy that a priest doesn't want to meet I, I i want to challenge and respectfully i don't but there's many times in my life i see priests and i want to challenge and i want to say why I want to go up to them and ask them and tell them my story and, and ask them why. But I don't. I, I leave it alone. My, as it regards my faith, I raised my daughters Catholic, and I made sure they had the sacraments just for a basis of quote-unquote morality, friend. You know yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, me, <sighs> nah. I, look, I have what I have in my head, and I'm grateful, and I thank, and I pray, and you know, that type of stuff, because that's the way I was raised, and that's kind of embedded in me. And I don't blame the Lord or the apostles or the Virgin Mary for any of this stuff. And I keep them close to my heart because that has helped me throughout my life. But as regards the Catholic faith, nah, that's that's over for me. That's been long over for me. Uh, I I couldn't tell you the last time I was at Mass. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to confession. If I do something wrong, that's my own conscience and my own morality that has to make it right uh, so I walk around my life and try to try to be the best I can and, and try to be uh, a role model for myself and for my football players or for my fellow human beings, co-workers, friends family, I mean uh, that's just a normal way to be as a normal human being but uh, regard my faith and the Catholic Church uh, they took that from me also you know they they took my spirituality and my my religion and my faith they definitely took that from me they that that ended years ago that relationship with the church I'm talking decades ago that was long gone.
1: Can I finally ask you, Derek, if there's people listening to to us today that have been affected in the way that you've been um what would your advice to them be
0: to talk to somebody? to seek professional help. Now, I never did that, and maybe one day I probably will. But uh, I would definitely talk to somebody, and I'm very lucky, you know, because I've had friends in my life that are top psychologists. Uh, the two in particular, I have very good friends in Dublin that are top psychologists in, in, in Dublin. And they these were very, these two people were very instrumental for me coming out. Um, talk to your friends, talk to your family. You know, but your support system, the people that you trust most in your life, talk, to, uh, talk about it. And, um, you know, if these are decent people and, and, and good friends, true, real friends, that they, they will, uh, they will help them and, and encourage them to come out because you cannot go through life with this. This is no way to live, to walk around for 40, 40 and a half years or 44 years or whatever the, the, the exact number of days minutes hours seconds that i walked around with this and not a day went by that i didn't think about this it's you have to let it go because it's no way to live friend you just it's 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 a very very difficult way to live and i can and you know i'm not this and that or whatever you want to say i'm not an expert on this but i am a victim of this i'm i'm now a survivor of this so when you talk about it it just makes your life easier it it makes it, it it's taken this Weight off your shoulders and, you know, the support, the outcry of support that I've got from Ireland in the last 48 hours and my friends and family and coworkers and everybody that, that, that I know. Because look, when I started to to do, to do this, when I started this journey four years ago, I started to talk about it. I wanted people to know about this. I wanted the world, and I want the world to know what happened to me and what happened to other victims. Those people in BlackRock that just came out recently, the Two Brothers and stuff. I have watched this any kind of case. I started to watch this in the early nineties. I, I, I just, I did. I would, you know, you know, with Google and all sorts of stuff, and all sorts of cases that have come out, and people, cases that have come out here in the, in, the, in the states. Uh, a cardinal just died from Baltimore. He was convicted. Uh, he he died there last week, yes. and I knew it because you know it's just one of the, these things that I've followed my life. And yeah, I would I would, I would definitely encourage anybody that has gone through in this, uh, wherever in the world or wherever in the country, uh, whether it's a boy or a girl, come out, uh, let your story be known because it it will, it will definitely um, give you a better quality of life for yourself.
1: And just absolutely finally, Derek, do you think there's a lot more people with a story similar to yours? Do you think we'll hear much more of this?
0: Oh yeah, I think I I think this this one, my story, has definitely rattled the cage. Um, yeah, I think other people come out. I look as I said, somebody called me from Sardinia yesterday, and I, you know, he, he could he could share and remember my experiences. Like, he was saying, saying stuff to me yesterday that was just blowing my mind that he could remember stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think this story, and, and it's important that my story came
1: out because I think others will follow, and I hope others will follow. Derek, we really appreciate you telling your story to us uh, this morning, and we wish you and your family the very, very best indeed. And thank Friend. you for talking to me, Derek.
0: Fran. Yes. Fran. Can I say something real quick? Yes, please. I have very good friends in Clon. I have very good friends in Clonmel. I was supposed to play in Clonmel as a musician there a couple of years ago, but the pandemic. I was supposed to come back and play two shows, one in Dublin and one in Clonmel. And these people are very lovely. I just wanted to give a shout out to the Clonmel Leeds United White Group's group and uh, Paddy Wack O'Donnell. I know they're listening this morning, and I appreciate their support. And Fran, I just wanted to thank you and your staff for reaching out to me and giving me the time this morning. I think you're very kind, and uh, I really appreciate your time today.
1: Derek, we wish you the very best. Thank you, and good morning to you, Derek. Thank you. Derek McCarthy speaking to us from the United States this morning with that heartbreaking story, absolutely heartbreaking uh, story. I'm not sure if you read all the detail in the uh, Examiner on Saturday, but really, you know, just uh, unimaginable, I think. And as a parent, to think that maybe a child that you're doing the very, very best for. you think, you know, a private school, you know, you scrimp and save for that to put them in there and then they're treated in that uh, fashion. It's uh, just horrendous.
0: Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry in association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main fuel dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the premier county. Slattery'sGarage.ie